Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Operation History, a podcast where history is more than what you remember. Welcome to September, everyone. The digital table is filled this evening. We have myself, Maria, the queen of the mouse, Derek, the chief of the bananas. Hello, hello. Lauren, the corn star. Hi. And David, the environmental investigator. Hello, everybody. This episode is unique for many reasons. For one, it's been a year since we started. How is that possible? You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, I don't know how we're still here. The second reason is because this episode is a Q&A. Thank you to all who reached out with questions and who rated and review us and reviewed us. Excuse me. First, we are going to take a moment to read the comments that people left to us, and then we'll get to the questions. So first up, our first review was left by a fellow podcaster in the field of history podcasts, and we're going to let Derek take this one. So take it away, Derek. Uh, This one's title is History Conversations A Go-Go. Each month, This pod features a different historical topic where the hosts walk you through some of their favorite history themes or events. uh, They truly enjoy the topics and it shows in their banter. I like this show because of the variety. You never know what's coming your way and their conversations are fun, but also informative. Be sure to subscribe today and get caught up on some great historical chats. That was from Alicia over at uh, Civics and Coffee. Love you, Civics and Coffee. Thank you, Civics and Coffee. We love you. You're the best. All right. And so the next one we have, Dave, please read our next review that someone left for us on Apple Podcasts. Sure. Uh, So this one's from S.M. McCarty. The title is so good. Just found this podcast. So glad I did. If you like history then this is a great podcast to listen to. The hosts keep you engaged and want to listen to more. Check it out. Thank you very much for taking the time to leave that comment. And we appreciate the reading you left behind for us. Yes, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Love you. Okay, so now actually we have a review that somebody left for us on Twitter. So uh, their Twitter handle is the potato lady and from what we gathered on Twitter, this person goes around and leaves different reviews on podcasts and she has a whole rating system and she stumbled across us one day and left us a review. So Lauren, take it away. This is from Potato Lady on Twitter, which it's so exciting that she reviewed us just because Mm. she does a lot of podcasts and she has a lot of requests. So it's fun to be rated in potatoes. Yes. Right. Here it goes. It's not often that I encounter a group of historians that I would describe as fun-loving, but here they are. To be fair, it's not often I encounter groups of historians, period. What do you call a group of historians anyway? A disagreement of historians? Yes. Um, Anyway, hosts David, Lauren, Maria, and Eric are here to tell you all about history, especially the parts that you didn't learn in history class. They analyze various historical events and time periods, each host bringing their own research to the table in order to tease out the important facts. I appreciated their in-depth discussion of the research as they tried to dig their way to the truth. In the case of Stonewall, 
there were a lot of varying accounts to sift through, not to mention past and present biases against the LGBTQ community. The way the hosts interacted with each other in the research was professional and intelligent, but I could also tell they have a close bond as people. Guys, we tricked them. That's where the fun-loving bit came in. They weren't afraid to poke fun and joke around. That humanized the pod and made it more accessible. Thank you, Potato Lady. And thank you to everyone who has given a review or just given us stars or even liked us or anything. We love the or, feedback and we love you. Or even on Twitter, sometimes um, on the Twitter feed, we'll see uh, big podcast people will be like, you know, what's a pod you're listening to? And we get tagged in those all the time or we get recommendations from other listeners or other podcasters. What's up, Dave? I do want to send a special shout out to some other podcasts that have promoted us a little bit here in the past. Uh, That's where I was them, going with this, but you know more than I do. Go for it. Um, one of them being Disastrous History. You can also find them on all the major podcast channels. Um, another interesting view at History, the History Book. They've done some promotion for us as well. They were they, The host was on the pod, one of the first guests on the pod. So we thank him for taking the time and for spreading the word about the pod. Out of the Blank podcast, who has had me on a few times and has also promoted our page as well. And to all the other pods that have picked us up and retweeted us and all that, we appreciate everything you guys do. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Word of mouth is one of the best suggestions that we could get and some of the best praise. So we really, really appreciate it. And also, do we want to, so something else too that we were tossing around before the show had started, um, in our personal lives from friends and family and from other professionals, we've received a lot of uh, praise, we've received a lot of support and a lot of encouragement, and we want to take the time to thank those people who are in our personal lives and in our academic lives for supporting us and cheering us on and, you know, doing what they can to not only support us, but support the show. Because again, all the support is so, so appreciated because we did not expect anything when we started this and to see the tremendous response that we have received from everybody has just been really humbling. Agreed. Absolutely. You guys know who you are and you're fabulous. Yes. All right. So once again, thank you to everybody who left us a review, be it on Twitter or on Apple Podcasts. Please keep those reviews coming because they help us continue to get out there and reach different people. So please don't stop now. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get to each question, we would like to play a trailer of a new history podcast, Film History, The History of Film. Welcome to Film History, The History of Film. I'm James. And I'm Drake. And I'm Devin. And we're the hosts of Film History, The History of Film. Each week, we take a deep dive into some old Hollywood history that you've probably never heard about. But it's not like your high school film class. We're cracking jokes and goofing off the entire time. It's history told our way for all audiences, from the ill-informed to the savants of cinema. Yeah, we tell you about James Cagney almost getting his head blown off because... 
Well, you know, back in the 30s, you were allowed to just shoot machine guns at your leading man. And wait until you hear the episode about Waterworld. Or how the world's first vampire movie was made by real occultists and some Nazis. And there's plenty more little-known Hollywood lore out there, legends and facts. So if you join us every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts, I promise it'll be a good time. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Just look for Film History. The History of Film. is a big topic with a ton of subsections and it's awesome to see that other unique sections of history are being filled. Now we are going to take a moment and answer the questions that you guys submitted. Now comes the fun part. Now comes the Q&A. So uh, a couple of times Lauren took to Twitter and you know told everybody hey this is going to be our September episode. Tell us what you want to know from us and you guys did not disappoint. All right. Do we want to just go around and each of us ask the question, then we all answer it? Sure. Okay. Do we want to lift up some of the secrecy surrounding us? No. (laughs) All right. Go ahead, Dave. I will, I guess, start us off with that one. I I can't reveal too much about what I do. One, I'm still in school in academic society, and I do not want... I, I don't want that added pressure or if a disgruntled listener listens and, you know, goes off and spouts some things, I don't need that reflecting institution that I'm a part of or myself. I also work very closely with different communities and different sectors and education predominantly in the cultural institution that I work with and an actual teacher education setting. And I do not want this to impede my professional life as well. So I'll crack jokes, I'll spread some loose stuff, but there's enough information, I think, out there for you to kind of figure out who I am in, a, in real life, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I second that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, I if you figured, if you haven't figured it all out already, then you will eventually where I work and things like that, and I mean, I, like, fine i'm fine with people knowing things but i don't want my museum to be impacted because of things that i may have said that do not reflect the institution that i work with perhaps or maybe it does but i don't want people to assume that perhaps we are spreading one narrative or one opinion just because i think it and that's why we have that disclaimer at the end of the show for anybody who's ever listened that far you know it's not that we don't want to share ourselves with our members and we, we do want you guys to feel that you know us and have that personal connection with us because it's more comfortable and it's more fun to listen to when you feel like you know the hosts, but you know we're all students, you know that we all have professional lives in the education historical field in some form of another and we want to keep our work life separate from what we do on the podcast, just because like my other co-hosts have said, we do not want our personal reflections or our personal, um, our personal thoughts to kind of reflect those institutions or affect those institutions. You know, we, we kind of want to keep that. But that's not to say, I mean, if you guys have questions, tweet at us. Hmm. 
you are more than welcome to ask we may not answer but <laughs> I, I mean, mean we've, we've opened up quite a bit on yeah. here I feel like yeah if you want to I mean if you have questions if you want to learn more about us just tweet us dm us email us then we can just go from there and if you want a more in-depth conversation when if we say no I don't feel comfortable sharing that we can explain from there as well okay yeah. next I guess I'll I'll deal with the next one. Okay. Uh, who was your favorite guest? Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> no, I changed my answer. My favorite guest was at the beginning of this podcast. Literally at the beginning of this episode. This will probably be in way in the bloopers, way in the deep archives. That I always tell a really bad joke to specifically Maria, and I, I love think my bad jokes. <laughs> so I caterwauled for my roommate Ethan um and he came and gave us a joke so that was he's my favorite guest he is now uh, yeah yeah I would definitely have to go with uh Dr. Ender he is quite literally a national treasure uh one of the most amazing men I've ever met in my life and I think that it's great that he's being able to spread his uh spread his knowledge throughout the uh, radio waves, if you will. So we've only had two guests on. Uh, we've had Dr. Ender and Jacob, and there were pieces I liked about having both of them on the podcast. So Dr. Ender, I, I loved having Dr. Ender on from a professional standpoint, and he's, he's been a mentor, I think, to all of us in one capacity or another. Um, and he is, he's published. Now, the thing I did like about having Jacob on, it's not a topic that I dive into. So having him on and, and, you know, you also have to see the different perspectives in history as well. So having that conversation with him and trying to showcase our points of view with him was really a nice thing to showcase for, for everyone. So again, there are aspects for both of them. And I don't think it's fair because we've only had two guests on so far now maybe we can revisit this when we had like six guests on but until then it's not really fair to say because everyone brings a unique perspective to the table i agree with that and i think that's one i think that's a great way to look at it because you know when we do a two-year anniversary episode uh you know we'll have had more guests what's up lauren Change your thought i just changed my answer okay i was gonna say it's actually funny because dave took basically what I was going to say is I don't know if I have a favorite of the two guests that we've only had on this show. I agree a thousand percent with what Dave said. When one of the things that we, one of the things that I really liked is when talking to these two different people, they brought such different perspectives to the table and especially topics that we were talking about. It's, it's a very different dynamic for each individual and you know, it was great having them both on and we really appreciated it. But yeah, so I, I don't have a favorite. I, I enjoy talking with everybody. My favorite guest was Derek because he only did one episode. <laughs> well, he was what? only the host for you, one episode. What are you talking about? <laughs> you hosted yeah. one and a half. Yeah, well, you know, some of us kind of take the, uh, the reins a little bit more often than others. Cough, cough. All right, children. All right. All right. Go back. All right. Go one, go in the sandbox. The other, go play on the swing set. <laughs> Thanks, mom. 
Anytime. On. It's, it's really why I'm here. So I'll read off the next question, uh, which is, what is one historical event or moment that you would want to witness in real life? I guess I'll start off with this one. One historical event I would love to have sat on is um, sitting on and watching the signing of the Endangered Species Act. I feel like that would be one moment in my life that I would love to sit and watch, seeing senators, representatives come together and sign a piece of legislation that protects wildlife ecosystems and starts the U.S. on a, a path of environmental awareness and environmental acknowledgement. So my fake answer is I want to go back in time to when that fish decided to walk out the water so I could stomp on it. Okay. I want to punt kick it back into the water. My actual okay. answer is the Salem witch trials. I want to see what the fuck was going on with those stupid kids. I want to know what a T was. I know what the okay. T was, but I want to see for realsies. And I also want to go up to the first woman hung um, Bridget Bishop and be like, girl, you're a badass. And I know that you're loving this, but what the hell is going on? What the hell is going on here on this day? Other people? Maria? So, so I have two answers, kind of like Lauren, except instead of one being funny and one being serious, they're both pretty serious. The first one is I want to go back to Lexington and Concord because I really, really want to know who fired that first shot. It, I, 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 come on. I want to know. I want to know who fired. I'll that go with first you. Let's shot. go. I like, cause it's been debated. It's been hypothesized. It's been theorized. I really do want to know who fired that first shot. Was it us or was it them? Okay, but you're going to go back in time. It's going to be that weird thing that because you went back in time, you fired the first shot. And I know. This is going to turn into a back, back time. This is going to turn into like a back to the future moment where Lauren yeah. and I are going to create a paradox. And like, we're going to cause a whole bunch of problems. But because it's, as long as, as long as our Dr. Emmett Brown bails us out, I'll be fine with that. They're going to be like, um hey hold this gun and i'm gonna be like i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna drop it and it's gonna fire and then fire and then it's like oh shit we fired the first shot i um, fired the first shot yeah and then and then my other answer which this is going to come to no surprise to anyone but i want to go back to anaheim california on july 17th 1955 and i really really want to see the opening of disneyland i really do be something else no 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 to to see well i mean it was a shit show it was a dumpster fire that place was not ready to open but just to just to see the whole thing and just be a random bystander in the crowd and yeah i don't know that's me. That was gonna be like a jesus thing i thought it was <laughs> no offense. i honestly thought it was gonna be the scramble for africa but absolutely not i would have blown that conference <laughs> up yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just sit by and watch these guys divide. Oh, us. yeah. No, 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 no. That so I guess that actually goes into a question we'll have later. But I there's yeah, nothing to question that says stand by and watch. Like oh, witness, I would blow whatever you want. Oh, if that's the Throw case, that I'm fish back into okay. the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. again, that, that's also a question later down. So I guess we can save those comments for for later. Yeah. Okay. So then 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 me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> A, it's gonna be such a blooper episode. Mm -hmm. A, I would definitely like to go back and see 
Tesla in his lab kind of figuring things out because I, I really feel that he had a lot more to give and he could have done so much more if given the right resources. If Edison and I'm sure he had some great dick. ideas. Yeah, you know, Edison being Edison. Yeah. Number two, Sykes and Picot. When they were drawing those damn maps, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm beating the hell out of them. Oh yeah, they're, they're catching these hands. Right and left. You know what? Yeah, you want to draw a straight line in the middle of the desert? You're about to catch this hand to your left cheek. <laughs> yep. Why are we so violent going back in time? Why can't we because, just like... Because... But okay, it's not just mind. like That's, us being like... It's a question further down. But it's not it's like just, us just being like, I'd kill Hitler. It's us being like, I'm gonna take your neck. And hold it. Snap it. <laughs> I always say if I ever go to hell, my left hook is for Hitler, my right hook is for Leopold. I'd go back in time and shoot Leopold in the face. There. I'll hope you. I'll hold him. That's now an event that's going to... Okay, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Some random guy named Leopold's listening being like, uh-huh. Oh, Leopold, this is about you. This <laughs> is about you, motherfucker. Anyway. Love you, Leopold, but not that one. No, 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 don't love you. No, Although no. Leopold, love you. The other one, no. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Yeah. For, for those interested, we are talking about Leopold of Belgium. We're not talking about, you know, the environmental Leopold. No, there's an this there's is so a, chaotic. There's yep. an early 20th century environmentalist who wrote a book, and his name is Leopold as well. No idea. Didn't even know that. Fantastic. I have his book. Awesome. I learn something this, new every day. Is man. that supposed to be a shocker? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Forward we um, march. Okay, so I'll take the next question. What made you decide to want to start a podcast? We're dumb as hell. Who wants to answer that one first? Because we're dumb as hell. All right, everybody's pointing at me. <laughs> so you can't see them, but all the little boxes are now pointing up at me. So we had really joked about this for the longest time because we all go to school together and we run in the same social circles the chaotic energy excuse me social circle we do it's we like run in, it's like a square it's a fucking it's a fucking octagon it ain't even a square it's an octagon yeah. but any but anyway we run in the same crowd and the chaotic energy just disperses from there so we had always joked you know let's do a podcast and then, you know, the pandemic happened and we were separated and we were bored. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And one day I was kind of sitting around. For those of you who have listened to my other show that I used to be on, I used to co-host another show with a friend of mine called uh, It's a Fan's World, which was a pop culture show. But when that show kind of came about, that show's no longer a thing at the moment, but it's okay. Who knows? It might come back. But I was like, well, if we're going to have all this equipment and we're going to have all these programs on the computer, the editing programs and everything to do one show, well, then we might as well do Operation History. Anybody else want to jump in? Yeah, I remember even like, I think it was like July. Maria like texted me. I was like, you know what? If the boys can't do it, fuck it, we're doing this. I've had enough. I do like, we're that. doing this. <laughs> At one point, it was just going to be me and Lauren, and you guys would have been 
Because <laughs> you wow. guys were just like not replying. You were dragging your feet. You weren't answering. Hey, you know, I was in the middle of like student teaching at that point. Not in July. Not in July. Okay. Then there was a couple other things that I had on my mind. If, <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. If I remember correctly, if I remember that July very blurly, but I remember it. I was working over 40 hours at my cultural nah. institution. Come on. Why? No, Come fuck on. You, you, you hey, should have responded you ever faster. Over 40 hours. To I was group chat. I, I was working over 40 hours in my institution. <laughs> I was planning. So was nah. I bitch. I was planning on doing practicum. I was Come getting on. everything in order. Listen. Come on, reply to the group chat already. I was doing everything but writing my grad papers. So when Maria was like, do you want another description? I was like, yes. yes. See, that was the summer I wasn't in grad school. So that summer was truly a summer I had off with nothing to occupy me mentally. And it shows okay. because this is the brainchild of what happens when I'm left unsupervised. Oh, what, what, it, when I have if nothing If you guys productive. want more content of Maria left unsupervised, please watch the Jamestown episode. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. For my idea of why we started this, genuinely, I think it's a love of the topic and the boredom of COVID. Um, and you know, our when tolerance we were all of locked, each other. No, yeah, I, we, I'm we, kidding. We, we, we somewhat tolerate close. each other, I would say, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, I hate you all. Occasionally. Uh, yeah, we, we all were trapped inside. We love the topic and we just decided, hey, you know, instead of just talking about it and making memes about it on a group chat, why don't we at least, you know, blast this out to the masses, let people understand our depraved minds. Why don't we put the memes on topics. Twitter? <laughs> we could. I, I, I. <laughs> our Twitter is messed up. Anyway, I mean, we're messed up. Hey. Uh, hey. Okay. Does anyone else have anything to add with that question? Dave did. Oh, yeah. Dave did oh, yeah. answer it. So I think for me, what was the, the start of the podcast was when we had, because we did have classes together. We'd all have different insights, we'd have different counter arguments and and stuff like that so i think it was more along the lines of we kind of just bounce ideas off each other and was like yeah that actually makes a little bit more sense so we were like let's just record it and see what happens and a year later of let's see what happens and see if the sticks apparently it did as you can tell we're still not on the ball and we the only thing we take seriously is the research that we do other than that we don't take ourselves too seriously at all we just throw stuff at the wall and sees what sticks i still think we're just taking everything all in because again the amount of responses we've gotten and feel like we're actually like doing sorry go ahead the topics and everything i i think i know where you're going is and it's still kind of not overwhelming but it's still like just weird like people actually like listening to us and appreciate the research so i think you know we goof up here and there we make it human as much as possible but it's still like it's like I feel like it. we're still recording, like, as if, not that no one's listening, but we're like, yeah, if we get, like, two views, that's really cool. <laughs> and we've gotten a lot more than two. Right. <laughs> bonkers. Saying we got four? Oh, yeah. Two and a half. 
All right. So the next question that we have is how do we choose, how do you choose your topics? So I like listening to music and this is going to be a shout out to two songs, one pod, um, one couple. Awesome. Another great uh, podcast. Um, But I listen to a lot of music. I listen to protest music. I listen to Sabaton a lot. I listen to some other stuff and there's a lot of good historical nuggets in those. And when I go down a rabbit hole, I go down a rabbit hole. And so that's where I get my topics for things is music and just general interests. Maria? For me, I think we all have kind of areas that are our strong suit more than other areas. And if, if you kind of notice who brings what to the table, it reflects their interests and it reflects their strong points. For me, a lot of it is, hey, I did a research paper on this and I found out all this really cool stuff that I didn't know. So if I didn't know it, what are the chances that somebody else didn't know it and maybe they'll find this interesting. So the past couple of topics minus, actually I've only done two. I've done the Disney one and the Christmas truce. And I did a paper on neither of those, but that some of the topics I want to bring up in the future are topics that I've done research papers on or that I find highly interesting. Derek? I would just say that it's mostly things that I find interesting. Things that I find that kind of change a worldview because there's a lot of history out there that writes one kind of narrative that a lot of the majority of people will learn through their life, but something that can change your worldview by looking at it from a different angle that's the stuff that I usually like to really, really dig into and as so would like to actually talk about on the podcast. And for me, if you haven't figured it out by now, I am a colonial historian, especially in New England. So a lot of my stuff has been colonial and it's something that like, like you guys like talk about rabbit holes. Like I just fall down the rabbit hole with some of these, this stuff. And it's like one of those things that's like, I need to get out of my brain <laughs> before I move on to the next thing that's really interesting. Um, so that's kind of how I choose my topics. But coming up, I do have some other random things that I enjoy really talking about. The Titanic, I was that kid in eighth grade. I was like, did you know that the actual Titanic? So yeah, so that's going to be coming up um, in the next year, which I'm actually kind of really excited about because it's going to be something a little bit a few hundred years after my use, so. In a weird way, I think all of our answers are kind of collectively what the show is about. Like the way the four of us kind of put our unique spin on it, that that's really what this show is. Right, we all find stuff really interesting and we just really want to share it, especially with each other because we were doing that through school and papers and just figuring out who we are as like history people. Um, so now we're just continuing to do that. Am I asking the next question? I think so. Do it anyway. (laughs) How did you decide on your format? Oh my Lord. (laughs) This was a struggle, man. Oh my God. This is what? Place number three. What's a format? This is like the third way that we've been. No, fourth, because we did Skype too and Discord and some website. Oh yeah, that janky thing that we did, that like one environmental episode we did, it was like some random website. 
It was cleanf, right? Was it? Yeah. Maybe. Either way, it was like free, and that's what we go for here on Operation History. Did they potentially mean the format of the episode? Like how like we do like I, I'm pretty sure they meant it's what probably, but it let me get it off my chest that <laughs> this is ridiculous. But we could do but we can answer both do both, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, now to answer the actual question, not just me. Doing <laughs> I don't know, because we wanted to be able to talk about stuff. And we, I mean, we could talk about some of this stuff forever, especially stuff that we know a lot about. Like the fact that like the Mayflower or Thanksgiving episodes are less than like six hours are lost to me. So I think we really wanted to be able to cut things down without cutting things out. So that we can then really just have discussion and say, oh, wait, like, I know too much. You, let's like, for example, not that necessarily happened, um, but like, say, for example, the Mayflower, I can go so much into like visions and what was going on and where they were going and where they wanted to go and what started it. And then, for example, someone who may not know what the hell I'm talking about, I'm going to pick on you, Maria, um, could be like, okay, but how many people are on the goddamn chip? Like, you know, like, go back to, like, okay, you're really into it, but you can almost go back. Hey, Lauren. 102. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. <Yeah>. Days. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was my next one. No. Yeah, kind of what, kind of what Lauren said, because, again, usually, like, you know, to kind of piggyback off of the last question, a lot of the times the topics that we bring to the table are topics that we either feel strongly about, we're passionate about, or that we have a lot of knowledge about. And the fact that we can go on and on and on, you know, like the, the Walt and El Grupo episode, how that episode wasn't 10 hours, I don't know, because I could have done a whole dissertation on Disney. But, you know, it's nice to hear from other people too, because we didn't want just one person talking into a microphone, monotone and boring. It's, it's nice to engage with each other. And I think that brings a better level to the show than hearing just one person because that's a lecture this isn't a lecture you know what i mean i i think that the best part of this podcast is the fact that we all know each other so well and communicate with each other so well that we can have these deep discussions about topics even if some of us aren't as knowledgeable about that but we can at least incorporate what we do know about other historical events and topics and times into the discussion to weave a nice little narrative about what we know and how we're uh, working through whatever event that we're talking about. For me, it's creative freedom in a way, the, the ability to talk and have conversations like this, but also, you know, if you notice in the episodes, each of us does the storytelling a little bit differently in order to highlight certain points or to let our own interests kind of seep through. So I think the format we have now where it's, you know, one person presents and then we have the question afterwards, it allows the person who's presenting to be comfortable talking about everything and then allows them to talk in a way that it gets all their points across, but you have the different perspectives to kind of not test them in a way, but to highlight that the person leading the conversation knows what they're talking about as well. So I think that's why we kind of went with this 
format and if we meant format like recording format that's a whole other that's a whole other discussion lauren hit the nail on the head we go with what's free and accessible great question i i really like that question the next question is if you could interview one historical figure from the past who would it be and why now when i saw this question i my brain went into overdrive because depending on the area that we're talking about depends on who I want to talk to. If we're talking about U.S. history, I want to talk to John Muir because he's one of the founders of the preservation movement, which creates our modern environmental movement. However, that's not the person I'm going to say for this episode. I'm going to pick someone different, and that person is, I'm, I might butcher it, Vitold Hahn. Someone okay. else go real quick. I need um, to get the pronunciation. So if I could interview one historical figure from the past, I mean, there's so many people, but mine changes, my answer changes all the time. If I could talk to interview anyone, I would go back to Massasoit, who was the sachem of the Wampanoag tribe. And I would go specifically in... December of 1620, because that is when the pilgrims show up. Now, the pilgrims and the Wampanoag people will not interact for many more months, but I would love to interview him anytime those first, like, months, maybe first year, and just say, what? So, what do you think? Like, what do you think of these people? Or even yet, I would go to the end of his life and say, so... But you think you guys were rather friendly, knowing what you know now, would you have just, you know, pushed them back into the ocean or gone on? He was a very diplomatic, smart. He's part of the reason why, like, the pilgrims literally didn't just, like, wipe out immediately. Just what made you make those decisions? Why didn't you instead just say, you know what, we're going to get rid of these people. Clearly, they're not doing so hot. Re, uh, watch our or listen to our first episode on the Mayflower if you want to hear the tragedies of Plymouth Colony. Plug, plug. I think if I had to choose one person, because I mean that, that, that's such a huge question uh, of all of recorded human history, choose one person to sit down. Again, like Lauren, mine mine changes from time to time. I think I would choose uh, Huey P. Newton, uh, the co-founder of the Black Panther Party, because he also had done a lot of writing uh, after his release from jail about trying to incorporate uh, other communities in it, as well as, you know, the, the women's liberation movement, the gay liberation movement, into the wider liberation of oppressed peoples during that time, which... I feel that that, if it really came to fruition, would have been something unknown to anyone of us because it would have been a united movement of pretty much anyone who had been beaten down by the system, all all united behind one common cause to just, you know, rattle up the system which it would have been a really interesting thing to see um and i would really like to talk to him and see what his vision was that for you know 
I've been dreading this part because like all of my co-hosts have said before, the answering this question to just pick one person is so insanely hard and not to sound like a broken record, but they're right. My answer to changes the last time somebody asked me this question. I think my answer to this question was Queen Victoria, just because I've been doing a lot of research into feminism and gender ideology in the Victorian era. And oof, I'd love, I know, I know what I'm going to get, but I'd love to sit down with her and pick her brain for a little bit. I know what I'm going to get and that's fine. But listening to someone's self-conviction sometimes is very interesting. <sighs> you know, I think, I think this time my answer is going to be Patrice Lumumba. So the person that I would like to interview for the purposes of this episode is Vietol Palowski. Um, the reason why I need a moment was because it's a Polish name and the Polish language is not my forte. So I want to make sure I got it right. Vietol Palowski is a Polish cavalry command, uh, captain from World War I who went into World War II as well. He volunteered, and this is going to sound psychotic, um, he volunteered to go to Auschwitz um, when it was first being constructed to get intelligence back to the resistance army home one in Britain. He also staged and helped prisoners get out of Auschwitz. He also escaped Auschwitz, joined the uprising in 1943 in Poland, and then volunteered to go to another concentration camp for the end of the war. And the only reason why he died was because the Soviet Union had a political show trial against him. And so that amount of heroism and conviction of what he was doing is something that I would love to have a conversation with that man about. And I think one day I will talk about some of that. Damn, I look forward to that episode. That is extremely interesting. But getting back to Patrice Lumumba, he was the first prime minister of an independent republic. He was an African nationalist. He was a pan-Africanist. He led the Congolese national movement. He was the first prime minister after uh, Belgian colonialism and their whole regime. And if I remember his story correctly, they kind of did him dirty at the end of his life and there was a coup staged against him. And just to just to hear his thoughts because he was a passionate man. He was a very intelligent man. I don't, I haven't talked about it a lot on the show, but I have a genuine respect and love for African history. So talking to him and hearing what he would have to say would be very interesting. Am I reading the next one? Sure. sure. I only think it's appropriate because it's the, the question that you want to answer. Ah, yes. Alrighty, and what a follow-up. Uh, if there was one event in history you could change, what would it be and why? Huh. Throw um, the fish back in the ocean. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a fish. <laughs> just, for that, just for this, I'm going to buy you a fish for Christmas. I'm going to buy you like a big gulp. You can't throw it in the ocean. but If it grows legs, it's going in the ocean. <laughs> if it grows legs, then I want my money back because that's not what I paid for. You got some like genetically modified enhanced fish, but that could be a different cool thing. Anyway, uh, do you want me to go first with my answer or does somebody else want to take the lead? It's only right you go first. Go for it, I, okay. I know you've been holding it. <laughs> so again, the Berlin Conference and 
there are many things I would like to go back and change, but this is always one of them. And it doesn't start with the Berlin conference because other European countries had been sending agents and diplomats and explorers into Africa a lot earlier than 1884-85. But in 1884-85, I think it was November 1884, it started. There was this conference. It was in Berlin. It was in Berlin. But I remembered it was in 1884 because I've heard him say that. Anyway, 1884, November, there was this conference called the Berlin Conference, which this conference, for lack of a better word or for lack of a better phrasing, kind of decided Africa's fate going forward from this point, because at this conference, all of these European countries decided to divide this continent up like it was a cake. Uh, You know, who's going to take this part? Who's going to take that part? Well, I've got this. If I trade you the river, I'll take this part. And the boundaries and borders that they set up totally destroyed political uh, ecosystems. It destroyed the physical environment. It destroyed social tribes and families it just it it totally fucked the continent over in my opinion and it casted a massive shadow that i believe a lot of countries in africa are still struggling with the effects from colonialism and everything that came out of the berlin conference that's just me and my two cents and i gotta wonder if that conference never happened and africa was and the countries in Africa were allowed to become global players in their own right at their own pace like other European countries were and were allowed to monitor their own natural resources and be players on a world stage like other European and Western countries were and even some Eastern countries how life today in Africa would be different similar but not really sort of on the same thread of like colonization, yo, I'd hit Cortez over the head with a rock. Mm, he's another one. Yep, a big rock. I mean, like Christopher Columbus is terrible. We know this. He sparked off a mass genocide of most likely millions, if not millions, hundreds of thousands of indigenous people. We know this. Cortez did this. He. He, like, sparked this entire just absolute wiping out people for gold for no reason. He was like, hey, yeah, I'm going to decapitate you or sexually abuse you or sell you in slavery or whatever. Now, many colonizers and no European country during that time was really innocent in any of this. But I feel like he really sparked the whole like, oh, we could just go over there and take whatever the fuck we want. Holy shit, let's do this. And like you said about um, if Africa was left alone, what those different tribes and countries and stuff would look like with the absolute like genius of the Aztecs and the Mayans and the Incas and other um, indigenous societies, I'd be fascinated to see how what kind of Western like this Western, Western hemisphere um, civilizations would have continued to rise and grow without literally having like a wet blanket filled with gunpowder and smallpox thrown on them. Fantastic analogy. Thank you. (laughs) Boys. Gentlemen. 
I, this is such a tough question. It's, it's thinking of every bad thing that, well, and see, that's the thing. It's bad in our sense. Mm-hmm. What, what is necessarily bad in our time isn't bad in their time. But the point is, there are so many different points in time that could be said here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just insurmountable. I could say Sykes and Picot, say don't redraw the maps of the Middle East and make you know all, all these terrible, terrible decisions. I could say don't do the terrible decisions you made at the Treaty of Versailles, which mm. ended up you know rising Hitler mm-hmm. to power. There's a thousand different things that you could say, which honestly, Lauren, I'm just gonna have to go back and say, yeah, that damn fish, that damn fish calls it all. The fish you with know, legs back in the ocean. It, that's the only way to solve all of these Tying problems at a once. Brick to it and I'm throwing it back in the ocean. Goodbye. Just, just end the fish. Goodbye, and fish. We don't have to. Back to the primordial goop you go. The sun is a deadly laser forever. I would go back and prevent any like ozone layer from ever beginning because that's what started this whole bullshit. Bye, fish. So we just want to end all of humanity. Just fuck it all. Yeah, bye. <laughs> On the other side. It's it's one way to end all the problems. Just saying. Oh my god. I, uh, I'm throwing no. the fish back in the ocean. We can no. try again with the next one. Maybe it won't <laughs> end like maybe, this. Maybe that fish's spawn will be different. Exactly. You're saying. David. My thing would be if anti-Semitism in Germany did not flounder after Otto von Bismarck and Gerson von Lechenloder left, well, for, were forced out of German high command. Uh, at Towards the end of his life, Otto von Bismarck was breaking away from his shell of being an anti-Semitism and was speaking out pro-German stuff. Now, because of other root causes. I'm not going to say what. I'll say is thanks, Middle Ages. Um, anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism has stuck around Germany and was strong in, at that time, German society and people viewed him with skepticism because of his banker who was Jewish. However, these two men created the German Empire and I think if Germans had remembered that these two men, one being a Jew, created that country for them, that anti-Semitism would have eroded away. And if maybe anti-Semitism eroded away in Germany, we would have not had the other atrocities that spawned out of it. So that's my that's my big change right there. One of them, but that's always my runner-up answer because it's it's another one where it was just filled with atrocity after atrocity. Yes. Derek, do you want to read the next question? Yes, I will. Okay. What topics do you hope to cover? <laughs> there's, there's a ton that I, I at least have in my back burner. None that I want to instantly throw out here. You know, we need to little, be a little bit mysterious, keep the people guessing about what we're going to do next. But there, there's definitely ideas that I have about, you know, CIA cover-ups, um, different governments being overthrown, uh, political ideals being changed in places. 
know, just for for a couple little little tidbits. That's 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 all I'm willing to give right now. Um, uh, what about you all? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to get my nose out of the 17th century a bit. I mean, I love it in here. It's really impressive, but I'd like to spread my wings a little bit. Um, especially, I'd like this, or maybe me, like, but like in general, I'd like to go like way back. Like, I don't think we've really breached before 1620. I want to talk about the fish. No, I want to talk about, um, like, going to like, I took like two classes and a capstone course that was on Rome from the Republic to the Empire, and I might as well show something for it. I want to talk about corn. I want you people as a society to allow me to talk about corn uninterrupted for an hour straight. Too bad. Is that what this whole podcast has been about? Listen, I am the corn star. I need it. Anyway, moving on. Dave, for your ancient history, I I have a friend that does that, so that might be possible, Warren. Do I know this friend? No, you don't know this friend. I will reveal one episode I have in mind that we will be discussing, and it's not environmental. It is the uprising of 1943 in Poland during World War II, obviously, so we will be we're going to cover that topic next year hopefully if the stars line up i'm hoping they do hopefully that episode comes out on the anniversary of the uprising but we will get on maria we'll see how that goes i'm giving you notice maria you tell me the month you want and it's yours babe it's all yours i'll let you know um okay have your people call my people yeah um but that's one episode i'm willing to let you know that we will be covering so we will be we will be going to poland we'll be talking about some the polish people kicking the nazis in the teeth hell yeah unlike my co-hosts where they were being really mysterious and cryptic i'm here to tell you everything i want to talk about i really want to do some different gender stuff i want to get some female history going up in here some feminine ideology uh there's there's been some great research i've done over the course of various projects that have just talked about how not even necessarily women in power or politics but how just how some of the average everyday women have changed history through something as simple as shopping or going to eat at a restaurant I really want to do some African history. Again, Lauren talked about branching out and going into different things. Um, There's a guest uh, I really want to get to and have this guest on the show. And my co-hosts don't even know about this. I was thinking about one. I was thinking about this one the other day. If y'all remember, we did an episode in October about spooky legends and stuff. I I definitely want to cover the legend of jack the ripper and talk about uh talk about some of the murders and stuff so going back to 1888 at some point at some point we'll get to get to jack the ripper yes true crime poor poor operation true crime (laughs) operation true crime (laughs) operation but yeah so that's just a taste and whatever else rolls through my brain I want my bitch ass room. Oh, he walked away. I want my bitch ass roommate on the pod. We'll get him. He knows stuff about Rome too. Oh, def- double team. Perfect. Tag team. Crossover. What figure has had the biggest impact on you? So I'm guessing Circle. historical or living person. What figure has had the biggest impact on you? I'm guessing inspired you, 
in the field or just overall? Who is your, who, Never mind. that completely changed the question. I was going to say, who got you into history, but that's completely. We could, we could answer all of those. We could answer all that. Okay. Okay. So what, go ahead. Sorry. So one figure that has had a big impact on me is the Dalai Lama. So yeah. fun fact back in 20, yeah, that was the year I, I left. Yeah my second life in 2013 the dalai lama had come to the state i resided in and i was in a eastern civilization class at the time and our teacher looked at us and said if you get tickets we will go and there was like about 200 tickets and there's a room full of eastern civ students in there and so we're all just clicking refreshing clicking refreshing i had managed to get a ticket and i went with my class and sat down and for about an hour and a half to two hours, we listened to the Dalai Lama. And so that's how I learned about free Tibet, what China has done over in that region, especially to the monks over there. So that experience and that figure has had a decent impact on me. And I see a lot of, a lot of eyes and facial expressions. I didn't know how to take that. So yeah. It's not you. It's what? What did I say or it's do? It's not you. It's Derek. I just was not expecting <laughs> that. that. Came out so out of left field. I had never heard this story before, and you're just like, yeah, the you, Dalai Lama. Just you said it all serious, and like he's just like I, I was. I was enraptured. I was like, digging I, it. I. I I have not, I don't think I, I normally tell that story to anyone. No, because I've heard it. So, no, I it, heard it. Okay. But you're privileged. Yeah, I guess so. It was free tickets. I, it was, yeah. If <laughs> yeah. the Dalai Lama was coming to my fucking state, I'd get free tickets <laughs> to go see yeah, no the kidding. Dalai Lama. No kidding. I oh. saw Obama at the college yeah. we attend for free. He was pretty cool. It was on Halloween and someone from the crowd screamed, I love you. And he said, I love you too. And then she screamed louder. Yeah. <laughs> then he looked really uncomfortable and they just kept, I'm going with this <laughs> fair mood. Do you know this person? Yeah. I wish. Oh. <laughs> it was like 7 a.m. It, it I was, was asleep. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, histor what was the exact wording of the question again? Because What figure had the biggest impact on you oh you want to go first me i'll go i don't know this is a really hard question but um i embarrassingly had to like google her name but i also saw her at the college of which we attend it was um eva eva i'm assuming it's eva core cool. i was yeah. there too so she is one of she's an auschwitz survivor she was a twin um, she was experimented on with her sister, which through this Google article, she died two years ago. Yeah, she that was actually right after she came to our school. She died shortly after. I'm sure I knew that. But I mean, just hearing her story and the fact that, I mean, you can still get up in the morning after what was done to you and your family and your culture and your sister and just keep on keeping on and just saying, you know what? It's, it's like her story is incredible and there have been documentaries and I highly suggest 
Um, her name is Eva, E-V-A Core, K-O-R. I heavily recommend seeing anything that she has written or spoken part of because she, it's incredible. She wrote a book. Yeah, it's incredible. I was so happy that I got, because I know it was packed and I kind of just got in right as she was starting and I just kind of had to sit on the floor, but it was like, it was incredible to hear her speak and tell her story. Okay. Derek? <laughs> I was thinking for a while, but I don't think there's any specific historical person I can think of because I I normally don't like, you know, propping up historical people because there's there's always problems there. Whatever person you find, there's there's some kind of thing with them that that is just because uh, people. Every individual has their own problems, of course. But the fir- person who most I would say influenced me as far as this would be my old history teacher, uh, Miss S. Miss S. Uh, in high school uh, went through pretty much the entirety of high school in her classes it, it was it was one of those changing moments where i went from ah uh, you know history is cool to damn history is awesome i really want to di- like i want to dig into this stuff i love this this is the coolest topic ever so you know now she's out there doing her thing as like a high up administrator somewhere um which you know kudos to her but you know she, she influenced a lot of people on positive in her career as a regular old high school teacher, which I, I definitely, you know, I have mad respect for. Yeah. What about you, Maria? <sighs> so I'm kind of of the same mindset as Derek. There is no one person who I've latched onto and idolized. If anything, there's been stories of amazing and empowering perseverance people who have overcome so many odds at any one point in time whether it was in their everyday life whether it was through a political movement whether it was through a resistance or even people who were entrepreneurs who had doors shut in their face there have just been so many different human stories of people who have overcome immeasurable odds. And it's like to pick one, I, I, I can't, I really can't. Like there are, and all three of you gave great examples. Well, mainly Derek and Lauren, uh, David, and I did it. There it is. You've got one per episode. David and Lauren did it, but to go the route that Derek went, there is actually, there's an individual who works at, the college that I attend. And this person, before I took this person's class, history, and I know, I know this is not what you're supposed to say, but it's more or less the truth for me. And I'm ashamed to admit that it's the truth, but it's the truth. This person, before I encountered this person, history was not names, dates, and facts, but it was in the past. And I could see the roots of how it affected you know, modern day life, and you can kind of follow the narrative. But this individual took me from thinking that perspective to a different perspective of, wow, wait a minute, this, this history really is a living, breathing thing. It's something that is tangible. It's something that is 
you're able to interact with because you can see it, it changed, it changed my perspective on how the subject can be as impactful as it can. Um, to go off of that one, kind of off the same thread, Derek and Maria, you kind of answered this, but like, who were your major like inspirations or influences in your life to get, you know, get into history or make history something that you said, this is awesome. Derek, I'm sure it's kind of the same answer for you. But. Yeah, it's it's definitely the same answer I just gave, 100%. I mean, like, history, I, I always gravitated toward history in school because I thought it was really interesting. I like stories, and, like, when you're younger, that's what history kind of is in, like, elementary school. Not that it's story time, but the way teachers teach it, it's, like, story time. And I just stuck with history, but as I got older, like I said, I ran into educators and professionals who helped groom me into a more seriously academic historian. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. Um, what about you, Dave? Um, so there's one historian in the department that we all went to that actually kept me on the history path. When I first started back at school, I didn't know if I was going to make it or not after having one teacher. Um, this teacher is very, that high school model, names, dates, and the hard, like hardcore status. And um, my second semester, I had a professor who is a mentor. I highly respect him as an academic and as a person. And he kept me going on the history path and on the education path. He taught secondary ed and all that. So I call him comrade. So comrade is my major inspiration for staying in the history field and in the education field. Aww. How about you, Lauren? Yeah, I was, I had, I mean, so in high school, I had one teacher twice. So I had three history teachers and they were all just like amazing, like just incredible woman. Um, so no shade to the one that will not be name dropped. Love you. Um, but she's kind of related to like politicians. Get into it. Um, <laughs> so the first one was my freshman year and her name was Miss Whitaker. I'm name dropping. She's not listening to this. She just like, it's, you know, I know it's hard to imagine these days, but I was a very quiet kid in high school. Um, I was just very quiet and I was in a class with, you know, a bunch of other freshmen who just, you know, freshman guys. <laughs> it was like oversized and everything. And she just really, I just gravitated to the subject because it was like, oh, okay. Like she sees that I'm just a quiet kid that's really into this and she really like allowed that to really spread and then my junior and senior year um Ms. Uppenkamp she was a great teacher and I really liked the subject it was US2 and then I took a civics course and I really enjoyed it especially civics it was a lot of good public speaking skills and knowing things that we should know as someone who lives in the United States under the United States government but also I had a really just long senior year there was a lot of shit going on and she was the type of teacher that was like okay this is my snack drawer I have to go home but sit there for an extra to miss and just exist and it was just one of those things that like it made me want to go into history just because I love the subject but I also want to be a teacher because it's so much more than that it's more than just the contents being like oh you're going through it and you're 17 okay <laughs> let's like take a second to um revamp 
Then my last answer is a mentor from the college that we both go to. We all know that I love him. He is the exact opposite of that nurturing older sister-esque. He is the my grumpy old best friend, soul sister that hates that I am so like him on every level in our humor and what we're really interested in we're very <laughs> keen and if he ever listens to this um he will show up at my apartment door and beat me over the head with the William Bradford book and that's okay but he I mean he's one of those people that if he's giving you shit that means he likes you and it's one of those things that we would I mean, we would banter. I had like six classes with them. All we do is just talk shit at each other and have all the like first years be like, what is happening? Oh my God, how is she getting away with this? But then he'd hit me with a like, Lauren, you're doing a great job. Or like, you should really look into this more seriously because you are the only, like you get it. And it's just like, when you actually have moments like that in between just like being, you know, going close after so many years together is just, it's nice. If he, he doesn't know how to use a computer, but <laughs> if he ever figures it out, I love you. <laughs> watching watching you and that particular individual go back and forth in front of a group of younger freshmen or anything like that is one of my favorite things because this this individual can be kind of daunting because he can he does have that very he interesting looks like sense of humor. He is very passionate, very serious about what he does. Yes. And, he, and you can tell by looking at him, but you yep. have to get through that really, that roughness. Thick exterior, yeah. To get Once. to, he's just a goofball who likes jazz. <laughs> That's one way to put it. But he, yeah, no, I think, I think we all have. alone and I don't leave him alone. <laughs> he really does just want to be left alone. And then here I am in his doorway during um one graduate course every single week saying, I can't do this, man. Him being like, yes, you can just go away. <laughs> Here we all are in their doorways, just knocking on the door being like, hi, As I just hi. do you have five minutes? Yeah. I think, I think we all have, and this, you know, we kind of answered the next question without realizing it. So let's bridge, let, let's bridge the gap. The next question is what pushed you towards the field of history of education and uh, of history slash education. We all kind of just answered that. I think we've, I think we've had one mentor or another along the lines, especially from the academic institution mm -hmm. that we're at that really warmed their way into our hearts and made a, a bigger impact on us. And I have another shout out because Ooh. I know a lot of us have people in our lives that like maybe from jobs. So Kim from the mill, if you're listening to this, I love you, mom. She is like every single like teacher or educator you want in your life. She, yo, I know I talk a lot about corn. The bitch talks about corn and you leave that fucker loving corn and wanting to eat some goddamn cornbread. It's amazing. She will talk to you for eight hours. She will not let you walk away. Kim, if you're listening to this, you know I'm right. Oh, um, in other words, you two have a lot in common. To lock you two in a room, that's a science experiment. So we'll lock us in the room. We won't notice because we'll just be degrading our um, communication through points. Just like, hey, and Derek me. looks like he's dying. Listen, it's me, Kim, and the ghost in the mill, and it's great time. We have so much fun. The ghost hates it. <laughs> Speaking of, she's texting me. Anyway, sorry. 
move on. Derek, why don't you, you've had a lot of facial expressions that have crossed over your faces. Uh, you only have one face. Yeah. You've had a lot of, hope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you have, you've had a wide variety of facial expressions cross uh -huh. over you. Why don't you jump in here a little bit? Cause I feel like you've got a lot to say. I really don't have too much to say on, on what, on what pretense are we talking about right now? Because I don't know. Wait, like I just I've that's, watched, that's I've my watching, point. I've been watching. That, that was like, more my point. Of <laughs> let, let's 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 wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. All right. And again, we've we kinda, answered that one too. We answered that one too. Why are it? So our last question is: Why are y'all? Excuse me. Why are y'all secretive about where you went to school and where you work? Because we're I, still there. When we, when we quit our jobs and when we graduate from the academic institution, we will do a tell-all. Yo, can I tell all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can tell all all day, but we'll tell all later. But I really like my job and my cats become accustomed to a certain quality of life that requires me having a job. And I, so, you know. I, I, I really like my job and my academic institution and the life that I've built at both of them. So yeah, that's, that stays where it is. Um, I think those are all the questions. And do you those boys want to say anything before? No? Okay. I think uh, Davide is doing the outro. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode. It's been a heck of a year for the pod, and we want to take a moment to showcase our appreciation for y'all. Stay tuned because we have a lot of big plans for the next year of the pod and hope that y'all stick around to see it unfold. We appreciate all of our listeners and the support that we've received. Please continue to rate, download, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your pods. It is a small and simple thing that you can do that helps your show out in a very big way. If you would like to interact with us, there are a few different ways you can do that. First off, you can reach our Twitter, which is always active, even when we're doing our recordings. Um, and you can reach us at O-P-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-H-I-S-T, also known as Operation Hist, which is very active all the time, and you'll be primarily interacting with Lauren. Sorry. Don't be sorry. It's fantastic, and the world loves watching it. It's a blast. You can also shoot us an email, which I often monitor, so if you send an email, you might catch me. You can email us at O-P-E-R-A-T-I-O-N H-I-S-T-O-R-Y P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Operation History Podcast. Yes, podcast is including the Gmail. Or you can view us at the website, which is Operation History Podcast, period, WordPress, period, com. It's I updated. It's, Woohoo! As of tonight, <laughs> it's fully updated. So go ahead and check out all of our episodes and the show notes to go along with them. That is all we have for you all of you wonderful people out there tonight. So from Maria, from Derek, from Lauren, from myself, this is Operation History. We are signing off and we will see you next month. in
history has no association with any of the institutions or organizations mentioned in this podcast. The views and expressions of the hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent any academic institutions, organizations, or companies that they currently work for or attend or that they have previously worked for or attended in the past. Thanks for listening and tune in next time for Operation History. Fuck you, Zoom. Wow, thanks, Zoom, for letting me know I'm being recorded. I don't need your approval, Zoom. Hey, it's important. We don't have it, David. <laughs> Listen, I gave consent when I signed on to Zoom, okay? It was important. No, it's important because there are people that go on meetings and don't know that they're being recorded by other people, and that's important to know. 1984 is real. So, Lauren, it's an anniversary episode. Do you have a joke for me? (laughs) (laughs) She's going to in about two seconds after she like runs to her phone and like Googles. Wait, Ethan! Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I need you! Ethan! Ethan, I'm dying. He's recording his own podcast. He's not. Is this, this is like the equivalent of when you lay down I and you hope your dog cares enough that you're dying. Uh, what, what do you call when you cross a fish with a duck? What? What? Fuck. Uh, 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 a, 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 a duck with fins. Okay, thank you. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I would have said a fuck. What? I would have said a fuck. Yeah, I would have said a fuck too. Thank you for slamming the door and made it better. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a year. It's been a year and we still don't I have our shit together. I'm trying to explain what just happened on his own podcast. Oh. And I just, what's, what's his podcast about? <laughs> oh, you're talking to the cat. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what What is Ethan's podcast about? Bionicle. Bionics. That bionics? is so sick. That's like bionicle. bionicle. That is Bi- so wait, sick. Wait. Like you remember my uncle things. Tell him I think he's awesome. Like okay. Legos. But like the cool Legos. Oh, like oh, the action okay. figure Legos. Okay. There's I a lot you. of lore to it, okay? Oh, a, I don't know. I talked to a marketing person about it, and him and his friend are trying to do like a documentary. That's dope. That is so, so sick. You'll be on the pod. <laughs> Oh, oh, we're waiting for the joke. We, we still, well, I think that was the joke. I think Ethan gave us the joke. What do you call? Oh, a, there it is. What do you call a French man in sandals? What? Philippe Flop. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, Lauren. That one didn't land well. Okay, what did the fish say when he swam into a wall? What? Damn. <laughs> Again, that's what you've got for me? That's the best you've got? Yo, I, I got Have I already one. done the, like, why is it so easy to weigh a fish one? No. Because they come with their own scales. Okay, <laughs> there you go. That, that's peak material. That's the peak material that I'm looking for. Thank you. You're welcome. They well, I have to think of scales. what I haven't said before. I got one. 
Let's hear it. What do you call a dinosaur covered in bacon? What? A baconator. No. Oh, that's good yeah. though. What? I was Jurassic smart. pork. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. Can someone kick him from the Zoom? Right now? <laughs> I like how I got I think- three in. <laughs> okay. I know, right? Um. Okay. Are we ready? I figured out who's reading this damn thing. Okay. I, I'll before, do it. I got. I got one more villain. All right. All right. How was the Roman Empire cut in half? Oh boy. How? With a pair of Caesars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pair of Caesars. All right, that was good. I was, was trying good. to think of like knife because stabbing Caesar. That I was tried. a that was a very <laughs> that was a good one. That was that a one very goes out to um I heard that one a couple <laughs> couple of years ago. It was good. That one comes from my from the Roman Empire course that I took in undergrad. <laughs> Thanks, coffee addict. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks, I'll read the intro. No, your throat. I've been lubricating it with Corona Refresca guava lime. All right. Do you want me to read the intro or the outro? I'd rather do the intro. Uh, I always get stuck with the outro. I do the intro, bitch. All right. I'll do. I'll do outro. Just because the next episode, I'm not re- I'm not reading for the October one. Hey everyone, <laughs> this is the perfect episode. We are. Hi, this is Lauren with this Operation History. Please join us. Everything, panic making things at the last second. <laughs> people showing up late. Lauren doing dabs in the background. Everything oh, this is pe- from on my Operation History podcast. Just episode. another day in the life of Operation History podcast. Not only Ding. that, I'm on my fourth cup of coffee. This is peak school energy right here. Uh-oh. I got <laughs> a bunch of undergraduates done. No idea how the fuck we got anything done. All right, uh, hey everyone, we are Operation History. No, That's all I got. We- Historical topics. Any input at all would be great from the I'm other. I'm at I'm running, I'm running an email. I'm checked out. <laughs> okay. We, we discuss historical topics and make memes. <laughs> we make this historic. We... See, he did it. He did it fine. Hey, Maria. I, yeah. I, Maria, I think we're just dumb. I'm, I mean, no. I, I mean, no, you're not dumb. You're not wrong. You're not. Shut I think up. it's because um, we're we're like we've been through grad school and we're on Patreon. No. Guys, you realize it's eight o'clock, right? And we haven't even like started. Shut yet. up. So Shut have up. Class tomorrow morning. That's not okay. Well, I'm not a thesaurus. All right. I have a dinosaur joke for that. Actually, oh, nuts. <laughs> Are we ready? <laughs> Am I doing the intro? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guys, we've been doing this for a year. Why? That's the thing. We've done like 12 of these already. Why has anyone listened How? to this? No know. idea. How no have idea. we done 12 of these? And we still no, don't You have come it pick right. me up. We're cult classic. We are a cult classic. We are a cult classic. Yikes, that was a rough one, guys. <laughs> we did it, though. Guys, you know what I just thought about? It's our 13th episode, so this was bound to happen. 
It was lucky number 13. <laughs> Italy, in, in Italy, 13 is lucky, actually. Yeah. And in here, just in Italy. 